listening to WSUW 91.7 FM, The Edge, in Whitewater, Wisconsin. This is Rashkin Report, and I'm your host, Yuri Rashkin. On today's program, I'm excited to welcome to the conversation Alexander Flint. Alexander is a blogger, and uh, uh, he does something very unusual, but a little bit more about that in a second. Alexander, welcome to the program. Thank you. And uh, just so the listeners know, you're, you know, it seems like all of our guests are usually long distance. I don't know that I've spoken to anybody in Whitewater for a Rashkin Report yet. Where are you located? Well, I'm right uh, on the border of New York and New Jersey. So it's, uh, I'm a New Jersey boy, but I'm a, it's right across the bridge from, from New York. Nice. So, so closer than, uh, New, York, than New York City metropolitan area, basically. So, like, we're all in a in a shadow of a big city. Right. It's like if if I say to somebody in New York where I live, I just basically say Chicago because you know, otherwise it just gets confusing. Uh, right. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, Alexander does something unique. Alexander writes about America. Okay, fine. That may not sound very unique, but he writes about it for russians okay that's getting a little different and he's doing it in russian okay now i'm confused what is this all about if you well as 99.9 percent of our listeners may not know um our state department uh does uh all sorts of outreach efforts and uh, one of such efforts to soviet union was a magazine called america and people would read about america in regular Russian words, and it was considered one of those signs of soft power. Well, my guest exhibits a lot of soft power the other way. He's busy promoting America. Alexander, um, I I think it's a very exciting project. What made you want to do it? Well, it started as a knowledge that, uh, despite all these efforts by the State Department and uh, like uh, some radio stations and everything, the Russian populace and the Russian community, even in the United States, actually know very, very little about the United States of America. They know about their like immediate area, maybe, but they don't know any particular details. They don't know nothing about nature, nothing about the country, nothing about customs, almost nothing about laws. And so it's, it's a huge field that you can just start from point A and just go to point B forever. And uh, it's it's just exciting to uh, uh, to explain certain things because uh, I mean you would think that let's say American Constitution is uh, is uh, complicated no no it's that's actually uh, apparently pretty easy to understand but certain mundane things that actually happen every day these are the ones that actually uh, uh, awe people to the point that oh my God this is you know I would never expect that. So you have to take one step at a time and uh, take it from the very, very basics. And supposedly some people will like it a lot. Where do you get your material? Do you uh, listen to feedback from your audience? Or are you more concerned about just sharing things that you come across every day? Or how do you pick your topics for your blog posts? Well, uh, that's a very good question. I mean, usually, usually I came up with my own topics because uh, it is it is just, you know, like our life that I would say, for instance, driving the car and I see something, uh, something exciting or something interesting or just something comes to my mind and I just come home and write about it. 
And also there is, let's say, for instance, 25%, uh, like my listeners or my uh, readers, they they just ask me the questions and I just, I can build on that and, you know, and I can come up with some sort of answers and everything like that. Like, for instance, you know, uh, certain particular relations between the United States and Ukraine. I mean, I didn't know about it. They asked about some, some particular laws that's supposed to be passed. I find out about laws, I write about them, and so a lot of people actually were using this information because apparently they didn't know. They didn't know because it's only one guy that asked me about it, you know, just randomly, and I just used it just so that they can use it as a big information for themselves. I think it is a fair question at this point to ask, what is your background yourself, education-wise, because if you are this kind of a uh, our, you know, information center, then, uh, you know, why, why should people listen to you? Well, I started as a historian, and, you know, that was my first education in still all the way back in Russia, and over here I uh, continued my education, and I went to political science, philosophy, also economy, and so, like, you know, it's mostly a lot of uh, background in terms of humanitarian sciences. And, uh, all of that comes together, gives me a lot of perspective on what I'm doing. Also, I just do a lot of reading, a lot of reading, a lot of books. And uh, that helps, absolutely, because um, a lot of topics, uh, once again, very, very mundane, very, very basic. They exist just in the books that are just around us, and you just need to pick it up and just explain it. Alexander, tell me this. What do you feel are some of the similarities that your audience finds um, or that you see uh, between Russians and Americans? Because when people ask me about Russia and, uh, and I tell them about some of the broad trends because I tried to t- you know stay away from specifics, not to give people headaches, uh, people go, well, that sounds just like here. Um, do you feel that uh, there is a similarity between Russia and America? Well, uh, all people... Similar in certain particular ways because we all die. We all want to produce children. We want uh, to get married. We we have basically the same goals in life to promote ourselves and promote our families. So all of that is similar to any kind of a person, not just Russian American, but I mean everyone that lives in this world. But on the other hand, what actually makes us differ? That's actually Confucius said that it's our upbringing and our education. So if you take American education, if you take American upbringing over here together with the society around you, it's completely different what you have from what's going on in former Soviet Union and Russia in particular. And that actually makes the big difference because um, people understand things completely differently. They see their role as a, as a citizen, as a, as a, as a person completely different from Americans. And, uh, that actually tells, because once you start talking to people, you know, oh, my God, this is so different. So what, what are what are Russian people amazed by about America? Because, you know, you, you have to do it and, um, you know, d- describe it for them. Uh, what, what do you find that your audience is amazed by? Well, uh, like, you know, I'll give you one particular example so you understand. I, I explained them uh, how the administration of uh, of. Uh, United States works, uh, for instance, from the level of Congress to the level of state to the level of counties and to the level of cities, and all of these levels basically independent from another, from one above them, and actually can 
go to court against the one above them and uh, let's say for instance to talk about certain particular decisions that they disagree with let's say for instance there's, there's this case right now going in north carolina about about the bathrooms and uh, where the state is actually going against the law from the federal uh, center and that is unheard of in russia this is completely unheard of because over there the authority of moscow over all the regions is completely absolute and they don't understand how it is that the state, or God forbid the city, can go against the will of the president or the will of the uh, parliament. Over here, this is very easy. Well, it's not easy, but it's, 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 it's legal. It's legal. It's happening. And that's, you know, this particular point, it, it was, oh, my God, this, it cannot be happening. For them, it's very, very peculiar because th- this is unheard of. So whatever the center says, the provinces do no matter what. They have to. They have to. It's uh, especially right now with the Putin's government being so so authoritarian. It is uh, there is no any way that some local governor can just turn his turn around and say I'm not going to do this because it's against the law. For instance, even if it's going to be against the law, they're going to still do it. You're listening to WSUW 91.7 FM, The Edge in Whitewater, Wisconsin. This is Rashkin Report, and I'm your host, Yuri Rashkin. And uh, my guest today is Alexander Flint, a blogger in uh, based in, uh, well, New York metropolitan area, who writes about America in Russian for Russians. Now, Alexander, do you feel most of your audience is in Russia or in America, or, or where where are your readers? Oh, that's all over the place. I, uh, where I, where I, are I, Russian people these days? Uh, they are in the United States. They're in Russia. They're in Ukraine. Actually, the Ukrainians that actually speak Ukrainian, they still speak to me in Russian, and they still read me, because there's a lot of things that I write about them is, 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 is about American policy towards Ukraine. So they read me in Russian, and they, they spread it to all over the place where they can spread it. Because for them, that's just another source of information that they need so desperately. I have some readers in Australia. I have some readers in Germany. But it's all over the place. It, it, it really is. Because, th- yeah, go ahead. Because, you see, I'm not trying to give anybody an official point of view. I'm just giving them what I think, what I know. And I'm not saying that I, I'm 100% right all the time. No, absolutely not. I say, this is my point of view, and this is what I know, and you certainly can disagree with me. If you have any facts, if you have any uh, arguments, please bring them on, and let's, let's argue, let's talk, let's decide. You know, two, two heads is better than one. And uh, because of that, it's actually a very nice conversation most of the time. And, you know, I get smarter and people get smarter and everybody's pretty happy about it because that's how we educate each other in a way, by pointing out to our own deficiencies and by having this kind of friendly conversations and arguments. Now, it's, I think, almost a shame that you and I are having this conversation in English. You're, you know, we're both clearly comfortable speaking this second language to us. And yet you write pretty extensively uh, and all in, in Russian. How does that work? Well, it is, um, 
And what about the, those readers that may want to learn about America through your eyes that are not able to do that? Do they have to rely on Facebook Translate? Um, some of them rely on the book, uh, Facebook Translate, but most of my audience is, is a Russian audience because, once again, Americans are not going to be amazed or gonna, uh, not going to be majority, not going to be interested if I start talking, you know, this is the sheriff, he's being elected in a county government. They, they know about it. For them, this is a daily routine. It is, you see, I, I speak to a lot of Americans sometimes, and uh, what they keep telling me that they keep, uh, they, um, how do they say it, uh, that they take things for granted. And this is exactly what's going on. So they don't understand how it is that the local sheriff that is actually working as a police department chief of a county is being elected. For them, this is, this is regular. For, for the Russians or for the Ukrainians, this is unheard of. So that's why there is a, such a big, broad topic to, of conversation, how it's supposed to be, because they, they look what I'm telling them, what's going on in, in the United States, and they take their own ideas, and they say, yeah, we have to have the same, because we have a very corrupt system. And their American system is not comparing to us, so maybe we have to do something like they do. So it's a very good education for the masses, then in turn will show like, uh, to their own uh, rulers how it's supposed to be happening. And they start, that's how democracy works, basically, in a way, because, because the people all the way in the grassroots, they start talking about it, and then they just, these ideas go all the way up. So I hope, I hope that maybe my voice actually helps that in, a, in some way. It almost sounds like you're writing for people in a jungle about how to use fork and knife. And people who use fork and knife regularly, um, they, they can appreciate it, but they're going to have a hard time being amazed by it. Uh, I, I would not call this jungle. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very different society. They, uh, it, it, I'm amazed sometimes by the amount of brains and amount of ingenuity that some of the people in Russia and Ukraine have. They, since they, they're not accustomed to so much luxury and so much gadgets and so much goods as we do here, uh, they they can take let's say for instance an old radio and turn it into a computer just in their home and this is so amazing to me that they can just take a screwdriver and just do this it's it it takes a lot of expertise but over there that's a reality because people have to survive so from from this point of view it's it's absolutely not jungle not a jungle but once you talk about the laws once you talk about, let's say, for instance, how we live here, once you talk about American cuisine, once you talk about American cinema, once you talk how people work, how the uh, tax system works here, uh, that's actually absolutely amazing. Uh, that you can call, yes, it's a jungle there comparing to us in that particular sense. So technically, it's not a society that is, knows nothing about nothing. No, absolutely not. It's a very, very advanced society with, with the people under, understanding very, very complicated things. Alexander, I, I, technical I, I, level. Yes, yes. I, I think it's a, there's a lot of engineers in Russia um, for some reason. Maybe there, there's something there in the water. Uh, or, or they have to, like you said. They have to. <laughs> right. um, no, it's, it's just people, people you know, mostly think from a technical point of view. They are illiterate human, from humane 
humanitarian point of view, but technically they're very, very educated. You know, and that's a really interesting, actually, conversation if you imagine a person who's been trained not to really have ethics or morals, but are also very technically proficient. That's a very dangerous combination. It is. It is. And that's what exactly happening. And that's, that's, that's just another reason for me not to be silent, because at least I can... Yeah, I don't call myself a teacher, God forbid, no. But it, if I can bring this information in and share it, and once again, it's a very mundane thing sometimes, then maybe I do something about it. Maybe people actually get smarter. They get, like, they lose their naiv- naivety, you know, that they have right now. You're listening to WSUW 91.7 FM. This is Rashkin Report, and I'm your host, Yuri Rashkin. Uh, joining me today is Alexander Flint, a blogger from New York area, who is originally from Russia, as is the host of this program, and is uh, writing in Russian, extensively explaining to his Russian reading audience uh, what life in America is like. Um, Alexander, a uh, couple of, well, let, let's reset a little bit about how do Russian people feel about America? Do you feel that uh, this is, I mean, you know, what what uh, feedback do you get back from explaining what life is like? It is not my phrase, but I will still use it. It's called hate-love relationship. Russians and, you would say, Ukrainians and uh, people uh, across Eastern Europe, they, a lot of them, a lot of them actually saw, uh, look at with admiration and what's going on in the United States. They love it. And uh, they, they see certain things that they say, yes, we need to do the same as, as Americans do. On the other hand, because of the propaganda, because of the current political climate, and because of uh, the Russian government as it is right now, it is a lot of hate, especially it comes from the television. So sometimes you watch the television uh, and uh, it, 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 it's completely ridiculous on what they're saying about America. So uh, it depends on the person. You can, talk to, you can talk to the Russian person about, let's say, American cuisine or um, about American culture, about American uh, museums or cinema, and he would love to talk to you. But God forbid if you start talking about politics and it goes into the main that, uh, you know, America versus Russia, then it, become, it can really become ugly right away. And uh, th- that's probably the only explanation right now, because it used to be in my generation about, like, say, 25 years ago, once the perestroika was going on, we were genuinely interested in America, and we never hated it. There was only love, really. Right now, it's a love and a hate. And that's the big difference to what was happening before. People lost uh, their um, desire to, to live uh, under American um, system. They still like it, but they, they despise it. It's, it's very difficult to explain, them, really. But that's what's happening right now. Well, that's, uh, that's the situation as it is. Um, and so what you're doing is um, there's a Russian politician journalist, uh, Lev Schlossberg, who advocates this idea of uh, prosvishenia, uh, which seems more like literally would be enlightenment. But I'm not sure to what extent the word enlightenment actually uh, translates uh, in the meaning. So 
And I think that's what you're doing as well, is you're bringing this general level of education, not on any specific thing, although in your case you do, but just the general idea, you know, promoting certain ideas. Um, what idea do you feel you're promoting? That's a very good question, and there is no simple answer to that. There is, I promote the idea of how America lives, what we breathe, how... How, what people think is important over here. Is there an ideology there? Because in Russia, they seem to be yeah, really, they're really demanding to have an ideology. Here in America, we don't talk about it as much. We must have it, and they must be lacking, so they're talking about it a lot or something. But there is, there's a certain ideology to this, I suppose. Well, um, the ideology in the United States uh, always was live and let live, despite what some people may say about it. That, that's what it is, you know. Uh, Americans, uh, they are interested uh, in, internally, you know, just to, to, to live a good life. Externally, they want to promote democracy as the instrument to good life. Because it is proven that uh, despite all, all its falls, uh, all its problems, you know, like Churchill used to say, uh, democracy is still the best system. So that's a democratic uh, this uh, th this is an American idea to promote democracy as a way to a good life, and I think it's completely right. But Russians they have a big problem with the democracy because democracy over there turned into chaos for some reason, and it didn't work really how it was supposed to. And as a result, it, uh, people turned ar around and they say, "No, we don't want it. We're better off living with a dictatorship," which is completely wrong. They just didn't do what was supposed to be done. But, I mean, that's a totally whole different conversation about it. But none, nonetheless, as of right now, as of right now, they see this American idea as a danger to them, not as a boon to them. So that's a very, very big difference to what it used to be coming. So I think my ideology is pro-American ideology. It's not particularly, uh, you know, this politics or that. It's just pro-American ideology, how we live, how we want others to live. That's probably it, because there's nothing else. Alexander Flint presenting uh, a, a view of America by a Russian from America in Russian, um, promoting the idea of America. Thank you for doing it, and thank you for being on the program. I hope we can continue this conversation in the future. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to 91.7 FM, WSUW in Whitewater, Wisconsin. You're listening to Rashkin Report.